0: You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast,
1: a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. it's in cut here, for student founder of Desire to Trade. Welcome to episode 94 of the Discharted Podcast. The last time I recorded the podcast was a couple of weeks ago, and right now I'm in Bali. It's pretty enjoyable, pretty different from what I've been seeing these past couple of months. And I had the chance to talk again with one of the guest speaker at the China Forex Expo. So this episode of the podcast is an interview I did with Gino Topini, a trader but also a business owner who's really putting in the work to reach even more success in trading. Gino is one of the most knowledgeable people I've seen in the trading world. And what is really interesting about this interview is that we went together over the basics of trading, but the basics that we so often tend to forget. So this episode is gonna serve as a kind of big reminder and kind of a uh, checkup to see if you're doing things right. If there's anything in this interview that you're maybe not doing it, might be time to apply and it might be time to put in your schedule right away because those things are really the basics and are things that are pretty much proven to get results. So, have me welcome Gino Topini. Gino Topini, welcome on the podcast. How's it going today?
0: Thank you. Thank you, Chen. I'm really, really good, really, really fine. Thank you.
1: Cool. So, I'm super happy to have you here after the China for Expo we had a few weeks ago. And I think. Yeah, one of the yeah. probably one of the uh, I would say most knowledgeable people I've seen there out of all the, the traders and the people at the expo. <laughs> so pretty excited to dive into your story Check and how you got started to trade. So the first question we ask the guests usually in the podcast is, "What is one quote that inspires you?"
0: One quote, usually when I trade, I like to keep in mind a quote that was said once by Warren Buffett basically do not put all eggs in one basket, which is my main mantra when I trade.
1: That's pretty good. And that's something we talk about at the Expo, right? About gold or something similar to that? Yeah. Pretty big topic.
0: Yeah. Can
1: yeah, you explain yes. a little bit on like what you're doing now to apply that quote in your trading?
0: Yeah, of course. I managed to diversify my investments. This means uh, usually trade on uh of course, which is my main investment, I then invest on stocks mainly of the American market and it's about three or four weeks now that I started to increase my trading on cryptocurrencies such as bitcoins and yeah and basically, I like to diversify my investments on those three assets.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like not trading only one thing, but trading many things to kind of benefit from the, the move in yeah. the market. Is that right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So
1: the thing we want to do is do in the podcast is to get back a little bit in time and ask people how to start to trade exactly. So how did you started to trade personally? How did you hear about trading the first time? How was that?
0: My first, experience in trading go back to 2007. Basically, I started to read about uh, Forex, about currencies for job uh, as I'm a uh, copywriter. I've also started to write things about trading, about Forex, about investment in uh, general. And it was, it was such a love at first sight I started to continue to study to learn. And after a couple of years of pure theory, I have decided to personally try to invest. I first started with a demo account. And after six months, I decided to go with real money. And so now well, it's about seven years that uh, I'm trading, and I can tell you, do not regret their choice. It's it's really a good, good thing to do, that's uh, me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good for their lifestyle, for sure, and to be able to travel, right, that, that's a cool part. Yeah. The one thing I'm curious though, you say you've been trading demo for six months, which is, I think, longer than most beginning traders. Like most people jump in the market really, really fast. So how like how did you come about the idea of trading demo first? And how was it when you went to live? Was it easy or simple?
0: Well, I started with demo, um account because I was uh, new to practical trading. So I feel I needed to be free to open positions, to close positions, to do investment, to test uh, strategies uh, without any uh, risk at all. And I found that the best opportunity was one given by demo account. And I decided to continue for uh, six months just to be sure I've understood different strategies, both long-term and short-term in order to be able to do both of those investments. After six months, I felt I uh, was finally able to, uh, to go live to start to trade with real money. And to be honest, it was not so easy as I was managing the passage I mean, because I felt that was completely different from the psychological point of trading with demo account and trading with real money. um, The main difference is the fear to lose money. When I was trading in a demo account, I had, of course, no fear. There were fake money. So I was trading more easily without any stress at all. And I, on the other hand, when I started to trade on real account, I started to feel pressure. I started to feel fear of losing my money. And this really affected my my trading but i think it's a passage that everyone should do and best is is doing it when you have a really good experience in demo and if i can give a suggestion to new traders i'd like to say to trade in demo without any rush at all it's really important to take all the time and to trade in them, account for some month at least.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of traders don't get from the start, like they just want to rush in the market, place trades. Cause that's kind of like the, the easy way to make money, but it never makes a lot of money when you do that really from the start. But I think the good yeah. cool thing with you, yeah. you went yeah. demo for a long time, but the other thing is that you also, and I keep telling this to people that like the challenges you face like when you went from demo to live, these are things that are challenges that help you grow, like they help you become better. And if you didn't have that challenge, you probably yeah. would not be better right now. Right, so you have to face those things. So how did you overcome that challenge of uh, trading live? Was it through like mentorship or just by yourself? How did you do it?
0: The passage from demo to live, I've personally done just yeah. by myself. I've continued to read stuff. I've continued to keep uh, informed about every, uh, every economical news that was, uh, was uh, happening uh, out there. But I decided to go on my own because I really wanted to know personally how to trade. I really wanted to become a trader.
1: So you spent even more time studying than before, basically. More time practicing your craft. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. And what kind of trading style do you have today? What does that look like?
0: Usually, I like to trade in two ways, both long-term and short-term. On the long-term, I like to trade uh, according to news, according to the concept mental uh, of this. So basically, um, I follow the market. I follow the uh, economical news, and according to that, I open uh, positions. And for example, this is what I did when uh, the Brexit uh, happened. I just sold pounds, and for and. Keep the position open for some time um, on the other hand, I also to trade on the short term the open positions in the morning and close them in the afternoon. in this way, I like to trade mainly using a technical analysis, so I trade studying chart, studying candles And using indicators. Mm -hmm. So when the indicators show me that I can jump to the market, I do it.
1: So short term, it's going to be more technical. And I guess long term, it's going to be more (laughs) fundamental. Is that right?
0: Yeah, this is what I feel and this is the way I trade. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And what kind of technicals do you like to see when you are to place trades? Do you have some indicators that are kind of your favorite? Or is it like a mix of a little bit of everything?
0: I mainly use the uh, Fibonacci indicator just to have a quick look at the general trend and then identify the exact spot when to enter into the market. Uh, I use a combination of a Bollinger band and an ACD indicator.
1: Okay. So you look for the confluence of those two, uh, or the combination of those two indicators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And how did you develop that method? Was it by yourself, by reading books, or through courses, or was it something that kind of found out and then applied?
0: I really read books. I read a lot of books. And I like to talk with uh, other traders.
1: Yeah, that's a big one.
0: Yeah, 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 just to share Impression just to share uh, points of views, and of course, I do test and I make uh, tries. I like to try new strategies, and mainly this.
1: What's the process whenever you want to try a new strategy? Is it going to be back testing? And for like what kind of time frame do you look at to backtest
0: It depends from the strategy, but mainly. I test a strategy for a short period of time, so I mainly use two time frames: uh, one hour, one candle time frame uh, fifteen minutes. And one important thing, one important thing to say is that when I test new strategies, uh, still today I do it using demo accounts for the main reasons, the main reason that I'm trying new strategies, I'm testing new strategies, so I don't know if they work or not. So for me, I feel more comfortable to test new strategies using demo uh, accounts.
1: Yeah, because there's no reason to like lose money to test something, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. powerful. And the reason I'm asking this is that there's a lot of people outside, like a lot of traders who... Kind of have a difficulty to make a plan. Like they know they want to be able to trade, but they don't know really how to make their plan. Like what to put together to create a winning trading strategy. Do you have like any indication or anything that you want to direct them to that they have to think about?
0: Well, well, uh, to create a trading plan. To be honest, I think that a stuff that every trader should on himself. But often I read about newbies that use both planning strategies set by others. If this on one side could be a good way to start, you have a sort of to follow. On the other side, I think that every trader is different from another. So everyone needs to find his own strategies, his own model to trade basically.
1: Yeah, and this is a big thing that people must realize, I think. And it's probably why yeah. you cannot just buy a trading strategy online and expect to make money from day one. Because you'll always try to make yeah. it or modify it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Correct. Big thing. And then once people have this plan, what do you think they have to think about? Because you know that there's a big difference between having a plan and kind of being perfect on executing that plan correctly. So what do you have to put in place for you to trade Probably your plan?
0: Well, the main thing to do in trading when you have your own plan is also the simplest simplest ever. Just follow the plan, follow the strategies, follow what the indicator says. Many, many times I read about people, newbie traders that on the internet, on Facebook mainly. Uh, they agree that they lose money. And most of the time, the, uh, this is because they do not apply their plan, do not apply their strategy, even if they have one. And this is mainly because it's really hard to separate personal feelings from the uh, trading. Most of the time, even if indicators says to Sell a currency. Newbie traders open position in the opposite way in the opposite way just because they feel that that currency may go high or may go down, and they trade opposite way to what indicators say. I think that in the uh, forex market, but but these apply to stocks, this round, cryptocurrencies, and to the assets. There is no space for feelings. There is space just for uh, indicators. There is space just for data. And you should open a position purely based on data instead of feelings.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's really powerful right there. And you've probably seen that uh, feeling before. You've probably experienced this too, where you kind of the emotion you have in the moment are more powerful than your plan. And I guess it becomes a habit, right? Once you become more disciplined, and I've seen this myself. Once you become disciplined on your plan, and you understand that the only thing that matters is the plan, it kind of becomes a habit of you doing that plan properly.
0: Yeah. yeah it's quite often feelings and emotions bring to operate outside of the plan. And this is, in my one of the mistakes I will being
1: kind of. Mm-hmm. FX Street is the leading independent portal dedicated to the forex market. It offers objective and high-quality content, as well as education to traders and institutions worldwide since the year 2000. It's pretty much my go-to option whenever I want to find analysis, live currency news, or whenever I want to find a guest for the podcast, someone who's dedicated and who's hardworking. They even have a list that allows you to compare different brokers on their website, like which one has the best spread or many other factors, which I thought was pretty smart. If you guys want to check it out, you simply have to go on fxstreet.com. Again, that's fxstreet.com. And I'm sure that's going to help. And the other thing we need to talk about is that you are not only trading, but you also have a business. And that's something that I'm really curious about because it takes a lot of time to trade right and to do like all the activities around trading. So like journaling, reviewing and everything. And running a business at the same time is kind of hard. So how do you manage everything?
0: Well, I can say that it's not uh, so hard, and it's probably easier for me. Basically, my main business is copywriting and uh, SEO, and the niche in which we, as a company, uh, operate is trading, is forex. We create, we take care of several websites about trading and forex. It so for for uh, Bob, I always predict about economical news all the things that is in and around trading. So when I work in the meantime, I'm also studying uh, the market. Yeah, so when I also starting to create uh, an idea of where the market can move and then on all those information I start. Then open and close position I start quickly uh, to trading daily and I've also created a sort of daily routine which brings me to open positions mainly in the first hours of the uh, afternoon UK time uh, because I found that during the morning when the European session and the uh, London session are uh, open the market start to take a uh, um, precise direction and after having studied what happened during the morning i'm ready to to put all the information into practice and open business
1: so basically <clears throat> it's understanding that the market doesn't move all the time and then you kind of compress your trading time basically Yeah, yeah. Pretty powerful. And what is the reason for you to have a business? Because we've talked about this many times on my podcast specifically, like having multiple streams of income, because when one doesn't go that well, then you have the other to Mm -hmm. rely on. Was that the reason for you to have your business? Or which one came first, the trading or or the business? I'm just curious. (laughs) Currently,
0: I'm working to let the trading increase in importance. To be honest, when I was fourteen or fifteen, I was looking um, with a bit of be to uh, of those who working in in a uh, stock exchange. I've always been fascinated by these the so I'm working in order to allow the
1: trading to become
0: every day more important.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's kind of to speed up the process of building up your trading account, which is really, really good. I think it's really a good way to do it, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Cool, cool. And do you find it hard sometimes to manage both, or did it become a habit for you now to manage a business with trading?
0: No, it's really uh, a habit
1: now. It's a hard. So what would be your main advice for people who either like they have a a nine to five job every day or maybe they have a business, what would be your best advice for them on how they can trade at the same time?
0: Personally, I feel better to have my own business instead of having a nine to five job. (laughs) Uh, Probably. Yeah. 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 It's completely different. Uh, I cannot imagine myself in a nine to five job. Maybe. By having a, a nice job, maybe can be a bit easier to trade. Because when you leave your job, you have the remaining time only to study markets to trade. But of course, also from which markets you have available, you have open uh five when you go back home, which is the main. Currency or the main stock to uh, trade. This is mainly because I feel that it's easier and you have more opportunity to trade both currencies and stocks when the respective market is open. For example, Poster when the London market is open, Dollar when the American market is open, and so on. Yeah,
1: totally right. And I think those people who have a job or like a business have kind of a, an advantage too. Because of the fact that it's really easy to get involved too much in the market. Like you want to trade too much, or you want to look at the chart too much. But when you work, you like you cannot look at the chart, so it's kind of putting your trading in the right place and then doing something else at the same time. So I think it's good too for that.
0: Yeah. 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 Cool.
1: And the other topic we you're talking about is about uh, cryptocurrencies. It's something you said you've been adding to your portfolio recently. How does that work? And did you yeah. get some value out of it?
0: Yeah, really, I, well, I'm studying uh, cryptocurrency since a couple years now, but uh, I've started to really trade on them since just one month or so. Uh, to be honest, I found really a huge opportunities on particular assets and I'm not talking only about bitcoins which is which is by far the most known cryptocurrencies in the world and today is the one which had the more value uh, indeed today one bitcoin cost about two thousand and one hundred american dollars I'm also uh, talking about other cryptocurrencies probably less known but with huge opportunity, huge potential. Especially Litecoin, which is a sort of second Bitcoin. Ethereum, which is a really really nice cryptocurrencies, which had a a huge spike in the last weeks. And on Dogecoin is a really cheap cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. it can have it can have a a, a good future and uh, Ripple, which is another cryptocurrency, which can be a good a good one to invest.
1: Yeah, but I think at the same time people are kind of afraid of those spikes in some currencies, and the fact that there's like so many. How do you pick the right ones? It's kind of it's kind of hard, no?
0: Yeah, I feel that investing in cryptocurrencies can be both good and bad because even if cryptocurrency have really huge spike, they are growing really, really quick. At the same time, there is, in my personal opinion, there is a great risk on them. In the past, Bitcoin, for example, which is, the, as I said, is the most known cryptocurrency, had huge problems in safety. And price of uh, Bitcoin went down from $100 to only two dollars in really few days. And uh, if someone invested all his money into Bitcoin, this could have been a huge, huge problem. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my personal way of trading currencies is, is just to trade on them on the side of my of my complete strategy and sort of diversification. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think for most people also the problem is going to be to pick the right broker. Because like you've probably seen it, there's like so many scams with different brokers. Do you have like some yeah. to recommend or some that you've used in the past? Not to say that they're perfect, but maybe that people could rely on a little bit more.
0: Currently, I'm trading using eToro. I like it for the social part, indeed, on the platform there is feed such as Facebook, for example. All we can discuss about specific assets, give their point of view, give their suggestions. And to be honest, reading this feed can be quite useful to get new ideas. Of course, it's a really, really risky to open position purely basing. Purely um, taking decision based on just the feed and on just other part. Yeah, based uh, on the people, uh, right. Yeah, day uh, so can be in any case a good, uh, good start to uh, try to think how to uh, how to invest on that asset.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about this just today. It's funny in my Facebook group, one guy was talking about the fact that he's trading with Instagram basically uh, looking at like people's account that they, they, post some trades and it's like, it's good to see ideas to get some information, but as we discussed, like you cannot just trade with that alone. You have to have some judgment at the end, I think in the trading place. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like a different way of trading. It's kind of interesting to hear about for sure. Yeah, man, we've, we've covered so much in this interview, but is there some other advice we'd like to give to traders in general, things that they have to know or to learn?
0: The main advice I can give to to traders is to study, to keep informed and thanks to internet is really easy, really cheap as well. And to continue to test my new strategies, it's always possible to improve improve what we are doing and to try to uh, trade using data and emotions
1: right there that's huge that's crazy that's like a condensed version of interview i love it really really good do you know how can people find you if they want to connect with you or reach out or whatever how can they find you
0: i'm both on on facebook and on linkedin so i'm easily reachable on those two platforms
1: cool awesome and what's the name of your business if people want to check it out or something at some point
0: J Web Studio. Cool, cool.
1: So, we'll make sure to put all the links of that in the show notes. People can connect with you right there. Everything's going to be at thisartotrade.com for slash 94. It's going to be episode 94. And do you know what kind of goal do you have for the future? Well,
0: to continue to grow with my business and to continue to grow also with my investment and allow them to become every day more important for my daily life.
1: I love that. that that's good. And what's your main motivation for all this?
0: Really like what I do and I think that there is no better motivation uh of of that doing what you do is is a really powerful, powerful one.
1: It's powerful when you love yeah, when you love trading it gets yeah. It gets to another level for sure. Yeah, and yeah. you know we have a question we ask a guest at the end of every podcast. If you could give only one piece of advice for traders in one sentence, what would that one sentence of advice be?
0: I would go back at my main quote: "Don't put all egg into one basket. Diversify what you do, and you will you be sure that you won't have any trouble in the future."
1: Great, great, I love that. Gino Topini, thanks so much for being on our podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here.
0: Thanks to you. My pleasure, my pleasure.
1: So that was it for the episode with Gino Topini. I hope you guys liked it. I recommend you take a look at the show notes for this episode. Everything is going to be on desire2trade.com forward slash 94, as we said. And the one thing I realized now is that there are so many interviews of the podcast. It's already the 94th episode, which means there's 93 others you can listen to. And I recommend you guys check it out. Simply head on to desire forward slash podcast. And that's going to allow you to see a list of all the episodes. On the right side, there's going to be a button to download any episode you want. You can save them on your computer, keep them for later, or listen to them right there on the page. I hope you guys can benefit from this and that it can help you reach your goals in trading. On that note, I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Desire2Trade podcast. Ciao.